Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited to announce the opening of the Whole Health Balance Blueprint, a 12-week program creating structure, habits, food freedom, and health transformation. Doors are opening for this program on May 1st. So how do you know if this program would be for you? Well, if you're somebody who has you're worried that you've gone yet another day, another year when you failed to make the changes that you really want to your health, it's probably for you. If you're tired of waiting to put yourself first, or you feel like your eating is out of control and you need to get yourself together, does this sound like you? If it does, you'd be perfect for this program. What this program, imagine if you were able to create a routine that included exercise. Imagine if you felt like more energetic and confident in who you were like you used to. And imagine if taking steps towards making health transformation became simpler and easier as each day went by. This experience is not a diet, but rather a lifestyle transformation. It will teach you behavior change and it and it really helps create the foundation of healthy behaviors and it's individualized to you. And how that happens is, is this, it's a very small group program. It has about six people that can participate in it. And it's, it's done that way on purpose so that I can give you so much of myself and so that you can get information from the others in the group too, because it's, it's a whole group immersion. You'll have me, registered dietitian, you know, holding your hand through the process and helping keep you accountable. We tackle emotional eating, we tackle mindset, we tackle the guilt and shame and the cycle of that when it comes to failed diet attempts, when it comes to your body. And we really talk about together and individually about creating systems and routines to make yourself a priority again. Because if not now, when are you going to do it? In this immersion, you walk through with a group of women who will help you go through the journey with you. If you're a man, you can still come because guess what? You're going to have the same, you may have the same experiences and life experiences that other women do too. So it's for a group of like-minded people that feel the same way and kind of supporting each other through that journey. You meet with me weekly for 12 weeks and you have access to me for 12 weeks. Again, I talked about that it's a small group program. I'm talking about small group coaching with accountability with about six people. Think of all the money that you have wasted in the past to get healthy and it didn't work. And how much have your life have you spent on fad diets only to where you end up to where you are today? And what will it cost you if you continue on the same trajectory that you're currently on with, you know, making some kind of action, but doing it alone and not feeling like you have the support to get you through. There are plenty of free resources out there that can get you to where you need to go. But I think the the missing piece in this is having the accountability and to have the group support to help you through the 12 week journey. So if you want to be free from punishing yourself from past mistakes and you really want to make yourself a priority this year so that you feel more at peace with your food and the decisions that you make and that you feel like your overeating is better managed, 
then come join this program. Let me help equip you with the tools you need to make yourself a priority again. If you are someone who thrives on accountability and you really want to have a professional or even a registered dietitian in your pocket, this is the time to say yes to this program. This is the time to say yes to you getting your health back in 2021. Let me help you walk through this journey. It would be my honor and privilege to do that. Head on over to trishard.com for more information. On my website, you're going to see a tab that talks about the whole health balance blueprint, and that's where you're going to find more information. You can also either DM me on Instagram at whole health empower. You can also email me at info at Trisha RD as in registered dietitian.com or find me at IG at whole health empower. I can't wait to work with you and to walk you through this journey. Welcome back to the show. So today we're going to cover all about eating that feels out of control and knowing that probably something needs to give because there needs to be an endpoint to this eating. We're going to talk about identifying any of the underlying emotions that may be going on, understanding why you're doing the eating, and then trying to figure out ways to replace the eating with something other than food that will provide you much longer satisfaction than the eating alone. So listen in. A few years ago, I went, well, actually it had gone on for a couple of years. I had a shitstorm of a few years and I don't know if any of you can relate. I'm sure all of you can relate where I felt like I would normally manage my emotions with exercising. It would help me kind of manage through, help me, you know, deal with anxiety that I struggle with and just kind of overall help keep me centered. When I was pregnant with my son, as I've said previously, I fractured my hip. And so that recovery is still ongoing four years later. So I was unable to have that stress relief in terms of exercise. And so I found myself during this, you know, during this difficult period of my life of really having nowhere or nothing, just no outlet in terms of dealing with the emotions And so it led me to just bake all the time and then consequently eat all of the food. It was just a way to kind of help, you know, get through all the anxieties and the angst and the loneliness and the, and the fear and the sadness that I was feeling. And so I recognized during that time that I was doing it, but I just couldn't help myself because it made, it just made everything feel better. And I would feel great in the moment, right? I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm eating something. And that, you know, when you're taking the bite into the food, how great it feels. But then ultimately, you know, the next day, a few days later, I would just beat myself up. Like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? And so I knew that at some point I would have to kind of get to this place of trying to understand why I was eating and really have another outlet for the emotions that I was feeling that were not related to food. How many of you can relate to that? How many of you have had a time in your life that it's just been so hard and you're just trying to manage through and eating seems to be the only thing that's comfortable or the only thing that really like gives you that feeling of 
um, of like some kind of peace or joy, or it gives you some kind of comfort in the moment when everything feels horrible. You may even be feeling that way now. So that's why it's important. I thought that we would talk about really trying to figure out what the underlying emotion is, and then trying to identify some strategies to help that so that you can have a better understanding of what's going on. And then once you understand and identify the emotion, then trying to figure out if there's something else that you can replace the eating with that will give you greater satisfaction. So when we talk about, you know, looking at your life right now and maybe even looking back at periods where you really struggled because you had some hard times going on, I want you to try to figure out what some of those emotions were, because when we talk about eating and taking control of our eating, we first need to identify some of the emotions that we may be feeling now or that what you may have felt in the past. So some of the emotions that I can think of that are probably a little bit more common would be if you're scared, if you're worried, if you're really mad or angry at somebody and you feel like that you can have a conversation with them. And so eating tends to be a really quick and easy way to kind of find some comfort in that time. If you feel lonely or hopeless, if you feel like anxious or if you're procrastinating, I know this is something that I do when I don't want to do something. I find myself eating because I don't want to do the very thing that I know I need to do that will make me feel better. I don't know if any of you have felt that same way. If you're tired, you know, I think sometimes we can even eat when we're happy because I think for a lot of us, it's very hard to feel joy and to maintain that level of joy. It may be a very uncomfortable feeling. And so even though we feel really happy, that can still, you know, lead to some eating. You may be someone who uses food for like for bribery, whether it's for yourself. Oh, if I eat good today, then I can have this cookie. You may be doing the bribery with your kids. If you do this, then I'll give you this. I know I've done that. Or you can use food as a celebration. I think we do that, right? Like everything pre-COVID anyway, everything, a lot of meals and social events events and celebratory events tend to be centered around food. And so all of this is fine. It's not meant to judge any of these things or any of the feelings that you feel. It's just trying to identify an emotion that you feel and then trying to figure out how, why you, you know, why you, it's just trying to kind of linking the emotions to the behavior so that it can be changed so that you can feel more in control of what you're eating. So now that you've figured out what the emotion is, whatever it is from what, you know, the list that we just went through, trying to figure out like, what does food do in that moment? So are you using food as a way to self-soothe? Are you using food as a way to reward yourself? Are you using food as some kind of stress relief? Are you using food, you know, just to calm yourself? Are you using it to avoid something? So again, you know, like you know that you have a whole bunch to do and it feels insurmountable. And so then food might take that place of being like, okay, let me eat a little bit so that I feel like I can conquer this challenge. Or are you using food as some kind of avoidance mechanism? Like again, like let me eat something before I can do the thing that I really need to do. And I think a lot of us do this thing where we're eating because we're avoiding feeling something. 
So, you know, any of the emotions, whether you don't want to feel sad or you don't want to feel lonely or you don't want to feel bored, that's something too. You may be trying to avoid feeling the feeling. So once you identify what feeling you are feeling and then identifying kind of why you're you're eating with it, then we have to try to figure out how to replace the eating with a non-eating activity. Because again, eating is only going to make you feel good in the moment, but in the long run, it's going to be really hard to maintain some sense of some sense of like prolonged feeling good. So the eating will just help for a couple of minutes or maybe help for like an hour or two hours. But then ultimately it comes like with the eating and, and that's how you're managing it. Ultimately, it tends to come with some shame or some guilt or some form of feeling like you need to punish yourself because you've eaten and you've eaten more than you wanted to, to help with the emotion. So if we can really dig out what the emotion is that you're feeling, and then kind of, we can really start to figure out ways to manage the emotion so that you get relief of that emotion. And then you also get greater satisfaction for relief within, you know, not just a minute or two minutes or two hours that you feel something that's much more sustainable and something that you can tap into whenever you feel these feelings again. So for instance, If you're somebody who eats a lot when you're tired, which I think is probably most of us, it's knowing first, identifying that you're tired and that's the reason why you're eating or you're not thinking. How many of us, when we're tired, like the last thing we care about is to actually, if you're like, you know, what you're putting in your mouth, you're just so tired. You may just be trying to get through the day. And so if that for you is a, is a common feeling, right? Then how do we combat that? How do we combat the eating that's associated with being tired? Well, the obvious answer would be to get more sleep. So you'd want to look at things that are going to help you get more sleep. That would be the solution. So that might be, you know, making sure that when you go to bed at night, that you're in a cool, dark room. And that might mean that you can't have your iPhone or some kind of phone or electronic that has blue light and be on that electronic before you go to bed. That may mean decreasing any caffeine that you're consuming during the day, because if you consume a lot of it before bedtime, it may keep you awake. That may mean avoiding alcohol, which may make you sleep initially, but then in the long term, you may not get a good night's sleep. That may mean exercising throughout the day to enhance your sleep schedule and make it better. And it just might mean in general that you need some kind of schedule when it comes time to eat it. It may mean that you need some kind of schedule when it comes to sleeping so that you have a routine every night and you follow that and that helps give you better sleep. When it comes to if you're eating because you're stressed, well, then that, then that mechanism would be different than to sleep. If the emotion that you're feeling is that you're stressed, well, that's going to be a completely different it's just going to be a different way that you're going to deal with stress than it is if it's another emotion. So for somebody who's feeling stressed, especially if you're at work, it means, you know, taking a moment to take a deep breath or a few deep breaths and just centering yourself. That could mean going for a walk while you're at your desk or, you know, taking a walk outside. That may mean sitting in the moment and journaling and writing out exactly how you feel. And that technique may be just that you need to take some time, identify that you're stressed, and then, you know, breathe in and then go from there. 
So it's important to understand what the underlying emotion is so that you can figure out how to combat that and how you can create a strategy that's not based around eating in terms of having some long-term feeling that you're able to control your emotions and that you're able to combat this whole idea of eating because it makes you feel good. And it's important to identify the emotion involved so that you can figure out what non-food activity you can do. So if you're feeling like some ideas when I talk about stress reduction include things like playing with your kids, or maybe you have some pets that you really love hanging out with and playing with. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's reading a book or listening to something on the radio that makes you feel calmer. Maybe that means classical music. Maybe it means some other kind of distraction, like learning something or listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook. Maybe for you, it means going into nature and there's just something about being outside that helps you center and focus and feel like you're connected in some way. Maybe it could be meditating. I have a great episode on here with Jen Boylow. I'll leave that episode in the show notes, but Jen talks all about meditating and that's a really good thing that you could do too. I know meditation sounds really scary, but in that episode, she really goes through what meditation can be and just taking a few deep breaths is considered meditation. It could be going to get a massage. Maybe that's something that is helping deal with whatever emotion you're feeling. It could mean that you're having some time with your family And that you need to have family or friend time because you're feeling disconnected. And that time is really important to reconnect. Maybe journaling will be something that will help you. It'll help you see what you're feeling and how to manage that feeling. Journaling is really good for that to kind of brain dump all of the anxieties or emotions that you're feeling and then really feeling like you have a little bit more control of your life. It could mean doing yoga or just hanging out in general and being social. So it's going to be whatever you feel like you need to do to feel like you have more control and what's going to help you first manage the feelings. And then as you go through that, what's going to help in the long term help really feel like you have more control over those feelings. So the most important thing to do first is to really check in with your feelings. So many of us, we just go through life. We just go from one task to the next task. And we don't ever really stop to think about how we feel or to check in with what we're going through or the emotions that you're feeling. I can't tell you how many times I go throughout the day and mornings are rough in our household. And I find myself, by the time I get to work, I am holding my breath. And I've probably been doing that for a few hours. But I don't even recognize it because I'm just trying to get one task done onto the next. So maybe that's something that you can start to do is just check in with yourself. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It would just be like set a timer every few hours on your phone and just see, okay, how am I feeling? Just a way that you can really, you know, combat that emotion and figure out what that emotion is 
before you get into a place that you feel like you're so out of control with your feelings, which then leads to subsequent out of control with your eating too. Knowing doesn't equal doing. That's another thing we talk about on here, right? So just because you know that you know what to do when it comes to eating, it doesn't mean that when time gets really stressful and you feel like your emotions are everywhere, that you're going to know what to do. And so it's really important to kind of have an idea of what the emotions that you struggle with are so that when you feel them, you have a plan already in place on how to manage them. So if you know that you're somebody who's at work and you get stressed, try to have some techniques when you're at work to handle that stress, whether it means a moment to deep breathe, whether that means to put some song on the radio at your desk while you sit there, that's going to calm you. Knowing what the emotion is will help you get to the point that you can really, you know, figure out how to manage it when things start to get really tough. And that management will help you feel much more in control. Another thing is when you've identified what the emotion is is that you're feeling, to know that that's okay what the emotion is you're feeling. It's totally normal. And it's totally great that you're taking the time to figure out what the emotion is. Most people don't do that. Most people don't take the time in a day to figure out how they're feeling. So you're going to be ahead of the game if you can identify how you feel and then also have a game plan to counteract that feeling or to help manage that feeling. And then lastly, you know, I want to remind you to be patient if you're new to this whole idea of listening to what your body is telling you. And if you're learning how to, you know, negotiate and navigate this, this journey, because it's not easy. This journey into whole health and creating a better whole health balance, it's not easy. It takes time. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, I've, you know, developed all these strategies to make my eating under control. It's not. It's going to be something that you practice. First, you identify what the feeling is, and then you counteract that with something. You may not even figure out for a few times what really helps you manage that emotion. And so it just takes some time and it just takes some practice. But you know, it, it is all within your control. The more you practice the behavior, the more you figure out how to how to find a non-food approach to dealing with your emotions, the easier it is, the easier it is to, to negotiate and to navigate that. It just becomes much easier and it will help you feel more in control. But it's just knowing that it's okay that it might take some time and that that's normal and that's part of the process. This journey into whole health is not easy. It takes time. You will have times that you feel like you're completely failing and you're going to have some times where you feel like you're rocking the shit out of it. And that's normal. And so just stick with it. The thing that matters the most is that you're consistent. Consistency is the key in all of, you know, in all things that are going to change for the long term. And remember, my friends, it's progress over perfection. I'll see you back here again next week, friends. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. 
Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.